Hi, this podcast is recorded in front of many, many animals, one of whom is currently asleep in the shelf over my work desk that I put in there specifically so that he could sleep there, and so he does. Also frogs. Yes, it is spring, and so there are frogs going on, and the dogs might bark, and the chickens are all asleep. I have tucked them in, because that is what I... Did you get strong, independent chicken off her perch? I did. Okay. And put her in... Yeah, no, it's it's all taken care of. We should also mention at this juncture that we swear a lot, and... I feel obscenities coming on! And while we will not be discussing anything of a sexual nature we have to mark this podcast as explicit because of the language and because itunes doesn't give us any other option between clean and explicit so if strong language is not your thing now's the time to tune out otherwise we're probably going to be about pg-13 ish welcome to productivity alchemy episode 35 we're on episode 35 i have most of a great interview this week most of a great interview. Most of a great interview. I did a like 30-minute interview with Cassandra Call, and I got through the six questions. That's the important part. I got through the six questions, but there was a whole discussion of how she writes her microfiction that, for whatever reason, it slowly degraded and then just stopped recording her altogether. No. So it had my... Yeah, so there's like 10 minutes of this amazing conversation I had with Cassandra that I think that I would have loved to share with you guys and it's all just choppy and then silence and I'm heartbroken because you don't want to hear long bits of silence or crackling and then you know me laughing so I am very very sorry not to be able to bring that to you but I will try to take some time to talk to Cassandra again later because she is one of our favorite people She's awesome. And... Gives me hope for the young people. Okay. I have no idea how old she is, actually. (laughs) I just, like, think of her as one of the, you know, fierce up-and-coming young writers that, you know, who have been nominated for all the awards. She's probably older than I am. I don't fucking know. I I, I don't know. And it's really... I suppose it's, it's a function of your peer group that you would also be considered young and up and coming? Oh, well, I'm in science fiction. Until you're 60, you're a young up and comer. Okay, then. So there's that. (laughs) But we'll have that discussion with Cassandra at least answering our six questions later on this episode. Right now, I figure I should give my update. And yes, I have been productive and not productive all at the same time. And the reason I say that is because I'm getting things done at the new job. At the same time, I am... What is the sound of one deadline being unmet? It's like a cone. Well, the difficulty is that I'm engaged in software or sysadmin archaeology, as I posted on Twitter the other day. And that is, every time I dig up something else and fix it, I find seven other problems... And so it's, it's this constant, you know, layer after layer of, of sysadmins before me who left, who just, instead of fixing something once and for all, just sort of piled something else on top of it. And so a lot of what I've been doing the last couple of days has been scraping off a layer, seeing, finding the next person's work, scraping that layer, finding the person before them until I get to like the intended 
configuration. See, and you know way more about code than I do, so it's absolutely archaeology may be the best thing. I'm mm-hmm. just thinking of whenever I made crappy coding decisions with mm-hmm. my baby's first Python, it was like untangling Christmas lights. Well, that's part of the problem. Imagine you've got tangled Christmas lights that you've taken out of the box, and you're like, these are awesome now that I've got them untangled and I've got them on the tree. Let's see what else is in the box. And inside that box is another box of tangled Christmas lights. And, but you didn't tangle this one up. These were tangled by the previous owners of the house. Right. And then there's underneath that is another tangle. And sometimes you've got like three tangles sort of interwoven. And so it's, it's, there's a lot of untangling spaghetti, but I'm finding stuff from the guy who uh, was my predecessor about three sysadmins back and five years ago. Like, so that's why it's archaeology is because it's not just I'm pulling out a ball of something and untangling it. Oh, look, now it's all straight and figured out. Oh, no. I'm finding, like, the Mesopotamian's ball of something. And when I get that straightened out, I realize it's connected to the, um, uh, whoever was before the Mesopotamians. I I lose it right about there. Uh, it gets complicated. Like, you get, like, Ur. Yeah. So now I'm finding, you know, the ruins of Ur's. Uh, government system, but it's all tangled up in what was happening with Mesopotamia's, which is tangled to Rome now, which is entangled with Jericho, Jericho, and yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just layer after you know you scrape off and one layer. And there's notes from Hammurabi everywhere saying, "Don't touch this; it works." Yes, <laughs> except I wouldn't be touching it if it worked. Now would I? My <clears throat> name is Ozymandias, Sissidmin of Sissidmins. <laughs> Now Look this... upon my code, ye mighty in despair. Now, the nice thing is, though, that um, now that I'm back to 100% remote, I have a lot of time and I can actually swear loudly because... <laughs> it's important. Yeah, across the room from me is no longer the CTO who I can't sit there and go, what the fuck was this guy thinking? And I'm going to punch him in the balls when I see him because at least one of these people I know from a past life, so... A past sysadmin life. And so, no, it's it's very frustrating. Uh, the disadvantage to not going up there to Chapel Hill every day is I am not dangerously, dangerously close to one of my favorite places on the planet. Oh. Crazy Allen's Emporium. Wait, is that the weird military surplus place? No, no, that's this is the weird office supply place. Oh, oh, yes, that place. The guy who had like seems to have the same affectation for um, fountain pens that some of the pen geeks we know, like myself and and Lilith. What was that? No, that's not affectation. That's affection. Affection. Yes, okay. an affectation would be is different. That's okay. like when you have a monocle. Look, I'm not saying that some people don't also wear their pens like a badge of honor or a monocle. And then there are notebooks. Notebooks are good. Notebooks are good, but people are also very proud of their notebooks. They're harder to wear as monocles. They are. Very much so. So I I did grab, because I've been looking at these for a while, this is the uh, Rhodia. Um, I forget which specific one, but uh, blockrhodia.com notebook. Uh, 80 gram paper, 96 pages. It was like 375, four bucks. And I gotta say, it's it's got a it it's got a nice paper to it. I haven't had a chance really to write on it yet. Um, very small, good. 
This is you know, a looks like a lined paper, yeah, standard plastic kind of binding, like anything you'd write in. Yeah, the the secret to it apparently is that the quality of the paper is supposed to be just amazing, and I mean, here feel the paper. I mean, you know, it's it's got a good good weight to it and all that. I mean, I'm I'm a bad person to judge writing paper. I judge basically will it take a watercolor wash? I that probably won't, but no. I think they have some heavier stuff. And um, the big thing with these guys is these are the ones who are often used for bullet journaling because they're one of the first that came out with the dot grid which is what everybody recommends for their bullet journals it's just i can't bring myself to buy dot grid right i want lines i don't want something that i can add lines to if i want or sort of free form because then i'll end up connecting the dots and it'll be little squares all over the and there won't be any notes do you um, ever play a dot, the connect the, the the game with the dots where you you on paper where you draw the little boxes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. That's all it would end up being. It wouldn't actually end up being a bullet, bullet journal. So, but that's you know between, uh, paper and trying to keep up with work. Oh, I presented all things opens open source one hundred and one and had standing room only. I did. I had standing room only. I did not have the opportunity to record this one. I will be presenting this same talk again in Columbia, South Carolina at Open Source 101 Columbia in April. And I will be recording that one. I'll take all my gear down with me to record. I did meet some fantastic people, uh, at least uh, one or two of whom we will be talking to in later interviews here on this very podcast. Woo! It'll be exciting. And that's it from here. Now, to our Wombat test subject who has lots of swearing incoming. Uh... You've been making your word count and drawing hamsters. I didn't make my word count today. Okay. I wrote like 250 words and then I was like, I have, it, it's been really nice out lately. Oh, it has. The weather has been spectacular. Glorious. It's been in the 70s, so I've been writing in the garden. And mm -hmm. I don't do this. I'm not able to do this often because the window of time when the weather is nice enough to write in the garden is rare. And it's about this time of year, followed mm -hmm. immediately by the weather is death. And you will die of heat stroke. Yeah, it's going to be like almost 80, like day after tomorrow. Yes, followed by autumn when the mosquitoes will bleed you into a desiccated mummy-like husk within minutes. Uh, that holds for late summer where you're hot and sweaty and being eaten by mosquitoes. Right. So basically, um, I get my writing in now. And it's lovely. And whenever I get stuck on a point, I go and pull weeds. Okay. I've weeded a fairly substantial amount. You have, and you were soaking um, the coconut stuff. Oh yes, and I did a lot of gardening today. I uh, uh, this is this has nothing to do with productivity, but um, <laughs> but but this is this is one of the things. This is kind of a self care thing for you. It really is because gardening. You go out in the garden and you put your hands in the dirt and you plant things and you water things. And you move these things around and it clears your head. It it revitalizes you. I can tell when you haven't been gardening a lot because. There's definitely a mood difference between you've been gardening re regularly and you've not. So I am. I am honestly, uh, when I garden, I am usually sort of furiously cheerful. Oh yeah. It's. Uh, I. I was joking today on Twitter about I am the Sith gardener. Yes. <laughs> yes, am, you are. It is nothing but screaming rage and pulling up weeds and shouting the Sith code at the weeds. I. The yes, Sith well. code, as, as of course all geeks listening to go know, is pieces of lie, 
through passion I gain strength, through strength I gain victory, through victory my chains are broken, the force will set me free. Oh god, I'm such a dork. And um, you're yelling this as you're pulling up the chickweed. Well, look, I feel a lot of passion about the chickweed, okay? I haven't yet achieved victory over the chickweed. The um, only place we've achieved victory over the chickweed is out front where the chickens have been eating it. But the chickens are really quite good at that. Um, So, uh, yeah, uh, everybody thinks gardening is a very sweet pursuit by little old ladies. No, it is a mm. rage-filled pursuit of just it really is. burning wrath and moving rocks. Um, a lot of that, yeah. I, uh... I, I did a lot of trolling on Twitter today. You did. Uh, there were some people who were wrong, and um, I uh, I may have I may have encouraged the uh, them to. Uh, okay, no, I just screamed at idiots on Twitter for uh, about six hours. Yeah. Um, which In gave, between gardening. Yes, which gave me sufficient motivation because I was working. I was mixing uh, spent potting soil, bat guano, and coconut core in a uh, wheelbarrow and um with some compost and some some chicken poop yes oh uh, good uh, you're we're getting through the compost then. we've and got this... barely any through the compost honestly but never mind then uh i tried i i, I did throw some i threw like a two buckets of compost in it's just that the chickens produce more than yeah yeah mm -hmm. uh so honestly i find that um getting in in knockdown drag out fights with white supremacists on Twitter is uh, gives me sufficient wrath that I can mix the holy hell out of an entire wheelbarrow of dirt. Uh, so I did that. Uh, this is this is this is probably not emotionally healthy, but no, probably not. gets the job done. And um, anyway. <laughs> so there's that. Just people when I die Yes, we discussed this earlier. Yes, but I'm telling all of you listeners don't make a saint out of me. Just tell everyone I liked to fight on the internet and I often wasn't a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I'm more clever and have better wordsmithing powers than a lot of these people, and I use it to make them look stupid. Yeah, Oftentimes, well, they don't need a lot of help in that direction, but really. I help anyway. Uh, Helping is... Um... <laughs> Sharing his kid? No. Um, Look, Mr. I got Rogers would not be proud of me, but no. Steve Rogers might be. So, might be, yes. Uh, and he's the one I'd sleep with, so. That's fair. <laughs> that's that's completely fair. Anyway. Um... Chris Evans, if you're listening, <laughs> you stay away from my woman. <laughs> you will be able to beat the living tar out of me, but. Uh, I, uh, Gal Gadot, if you're listening call me <laughs> um anyway so uh I, I got distracted thinking about chris evans um it happens a lot yeah i uh, i i did not make word count i did get my hamsters done mm -hmm. i did a i didn't even nap um no. There is some, speaking of self-care uh, and gardening, there is a actual, honest-to-God biological component. There is a soil bacterium that increases serotonin production, mm -hmm. and um, if you go too long without it, you start to go into withdrawal. I tend to be gloomier in winter. Yes. Um, you get me out in the garden, and I become this sort of Sith gardener. It's it's really disconcerting, the first month or so then you get used to it <laughs> i i 
am certainly not bipolar in any way, and I know plenty of people who are, so manic is not a diagnosis in this case, but I get into a sort of cheerful gardening mania. Yes. That, uh, that... You're just very happy to be gardening. I'm very happy to be gardening, but it's... Uh, Again, it's not a fluffy bunnies and flowers g happy. It's a I stand astride the bodies of my enemies happy. Yes. Uh, yeah. So um, that may say more about me than about gardening. Um, I did. Uh, you did edits this I past did, week. I Monday was super productive. I got like 1,200 words. Mm -hmm. to, or maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. 1200 words done i finished all the edits on the wonder engine which i need to upload it will be available at the end of the month um i drew hamsters i worked on the cover for the next hamster book um i still have this incredible sense of deep existential dread that the universe is hurtling out of control yeah but uh we are at a place in the world where i no longer know if that is anxiety or an accurate representation of the world so um, so we're controlling the part that we have agency over. And I heard a great description about anxiety the other day. Oh, okay. On Twitter. It yes. was that um, you are hearing the boss fight music and you can't find anything. Oh, oh, I hate that part of a game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. anxiety. There, The boss fight music is playing, but there's nothing there. Hmm. And uh, that that may speak to many of the gamers in our audience, of which I am one. I am, God knows, a gamer. And, and again, I, I talk about this occasionally. My anxiety is not usually coupled to depression. No. Um, I, I have cheerful brain weasels, but... That's kind of a joke. But um, the boss fight music is playing a lot these days. Yeah, it's playing for a lot of people. For, yeah, it's yeah. not just me. It's, not it's just it's, you. Yeah, it's yeah. like I actually think the boss is in the room. <laughs> it's just that I mm, I yeah. I have a mulch fork and books on hamsters. And books on hamsters. Yes. Yes. Nevertheless, I am getting things done. I'm I am recording mm -hmm. my word count. Um I am sort of more or less keeping up with Habitica a little better than I was. Yay! Um, I'm starting to realize that uh, I have an appearance in Tucson in like three weeks, and oh, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, I have to go travel again. And I've got uh, right around that same time as uh, Dorsai Thing for I me. I need to write down on my to-do list. In fact, mm -hmm. I'm writing it down right now on my to-do list. Contact Pet Sitter. There we go. Since there will be an overlapping time when no one will be here to pet the dogs and we can't have that <clears throat> meanwhile my phone is going ape with something uh let's see um oh yes um i will answer that text during the break which we're not quite at but uh we could soon so yeah that that's been us uh good presentation uh, okay notebook and lots and lots of doing what we can on a daily basis to keep our ourselves uh, moving forward never backward always forward never back as luke cage would say as it says in luke cage yes yes um well on a happier note cassandra Kaw, it's yes. not the complete interview but it's 
pretty darn awesome, and I really enjoyed talking to her. Cassandra Kai is so cool. She really is. So it's I'm gonna so leave cool. you guys. All these people let us like hang out with them. I I know I know. We'll 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 go. I'll go talk to talk to in air quotes. Yeah, I talked to her a couple weeks ago actually, but we'll go listen to the um, interview with Cassandra, and we'll be right back. That thump was me dropping my fidget cube on my foot. Irony. Hi, everybody. I am here with Cassandra Kaw. I'm jumping up and down. You can't see it because you don't get to see video. You only get to see audio. And if you haven't read her books, in particular, Rupert Wong, Cannibal Chef, and Rupert Wong and the Ends of the Earth, part of the Gods and Monsters shared universe thing, you absolutely need to go out and read them. They're too much fun. I laughed. I laughed. I winced a lot because Rupert is just Poor Rupert. And um, and then there's that. And then if you want the good creepy stuff, there's Hammers on Bone and A Song for Quiet, part of the Persona Non Grata. And they are dark and creepy and Lovecraftian, and you're going to have a good time with those. So, hi, Cassandra. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So can you maybe introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about what you do, since I kind of <laughs> stole that away from you. <laughs> Um, let's see. I don't know how to follow up a glowing introduction like that. I'm all shy now. Um, I also wrote, well, let's see. I also wrote Barely a Lady, which is a paranormal romantic comedy with a weird bear, a vampire roommate, a billionaire fae, a werewolf, and a love square. Just because I wanted to see if I could. A square, not a triangle. Now, there are like four people involved. So okay. I guess it's a love square. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I do contract work for In Exile Entertainment mm -hmm. on Wasteland Tree. Mm -hmm. I have done writing for Feel Better Games. I write tabletop games as well. I don't do it anymore, but I used to work in PR for a games publisher, mm -hmm. and I used to do a lot of nonfiction writing for tech and video games magazines like Engadget, The Verge, PC Gamer, and so forth. I think that's all I do. That's that's a lot. <laughs> that's so. So, how do you keep yourself organized with all these things going on? It's weird. A lot of people have asked me that, and everyone seems to expect me to have a calendar. But um, I guess I generally look at projects as how many hours I would spend on them within a certain month, and I calculate the number mm -hmm. of hours available. Mm -hmm. within that certain month and just kind of distribute and push things around until I'm sure I've gotten space for everything. So you're, you're not really a, a calendar person, but you do sort of plan out the projects. I do. Yeah. Um, and, but you're not, you don't have a big written list or anything like that of what's ongoing at any given time. Oh God, no. Partially because I think I might scream and run away from the list and my life and go live in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, 
you are not the first person to use that method. You may be the first person on the show to do it. So that's really cool. Um, so what what systems and, and habits are valuable as a part of that? How do you keep it all kind of straight? Well, hmm. I t- one of my biggest motivators is having enough money and not dying. So you and Ursula both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that does keep you on track if you're thinking, if I don't do this, I'm going to die because I have no money to eat. Mm. Um, but it's a lot of breaking up my day with different things. Like I am going to do two hours and then it's a system built on a system. All right, I get to do two hours on this if I do two hours on that. And it just escalates from there and it's broken up by push-ups whenever I feel entirely too stressed out, physical exercise, getting mm-hmm. food, um, okay. to myself. I wish it sounded more glamorous. It just sounds very mundane. I believe me, there are thousands, well, okay, maybe a couple hundred mundane people. Not not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm gesturing <laughs> to the microphone. No one can see me like holding up my hands going, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but uh, what I like to do on the show is I like to talk to everybody, if, whether they're hyper-organized or whether they're like you, who's like, I have this, you know, you have a routine or you have the goal set, but you don't have anything written down on paper. And believe me, a lot of people are like that. So, so, but I guess that means you have sort of a routine in your day to help with that, or is it completely freeform? And if it's completely freeform, I'm going to be completely jealous. <laughs> so it's a little bit of both. Like, okay. I don't sleep very much, in case that wasn't obvious. And <laughs> I'll attempt to separate my day um, into 10, 11 hours. And mm-hmm. I guess I usually start the day before by going, I have to do this, I have to do that, and break up my day into separate blocks. I'm quite acquainted with how my brain works, so I know if I have to go out for, let's say, an event or something, there is no Mm -hmm. way I'm going to be sitting down and writing because I'm going to be agitated for the last hour and two. Yep. I go, all right, the two hours before that, I can't do writing. What do I have in my logistics category? I have to do this, I have to finish this, maybe I have to test um, some game-related stuff. So mm-hmm. I have that slotted in. And oh, I guess I do have a little bit of a system. There, the, routine, <laughs> the routine does build from there. I know where my brain goes and the ebb and flows of okay. my psychology. And I start stacking things around. And it's never as distinctive as, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to spend four hours writing 10,000 words. I don't, I know people who can do that. I don't know how. It drives I, me insane. Everybody has that thing. They're like, I know, I know, like I've, I've seen Charlie Strauss's comments about how he'll have a really big day and he'll write 10,000 words. And I've seen Ursula do it. And I always watch them crash for like three days afterwards. I never know that part. That makes me feel slightly better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the best I've ever done is like 5k. But, um, yeah, so I will tell myself, all right, I'm going to have about four hours where it'll be in ideal conditions mm-hmm. to write prose, and I kind of sink into that and do that. So you're 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 doing kind of time boxing, but you're doing it without a, a calendar, and you're doing it like in your head. Yes. I'm extremely jealous because I have <laughs> never been able to do that. I'm always like checking my phone, Google Calendar paper calendar if that's what i need to keep it straight i 
I'm floored. I'm absolutely <laughs> floored. It, it might come from the fact that I've been traveling so much in my life. I, I haven't had a permanent address for more than three weeks at a time. Ah, uh, okay. In 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I've often wow. used to the idea of running around. And, yeah. just, just completely mobile and completely nomadic. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. It doesn't always work. I once reached mm -hmm. my flight with five seconds to spare. Literally, the door was closing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hate that. Hate that. Um, so out of all of that, um, and I'm sure you've, you've talked to all these, you know, you've talked to people all over the world at this point. Um, what is the best advice or the best piece of feedback you've been given? Hmm. Weirdly enough, it's, yeah, I think I know which one. Don't feel bad if a day doesn't turn out productive. Okay. Um, I used to feel terrible when I couldn't get myself into the right headspace. And I would fight myself, and I would scream at myself, and I would push and push and push and push. Until, and I can't remember where I read it, but I did. Mm -hmm. Someone said, no, don't do that. If you're aware that this is not going to happen, Put it aside, focus on self-care, get a game out, get a cup of hot chocolate, watch something, calm the fuck down, mm -hmm. fill up the well, get ready for tomorrow, and it works. And it works. Cool. Um, so, do you celebrate your successes or when you've hit that milestone? And how? <laughs> <laughs> I have the world's biggest sweet tooth. It is so bad. You can lure me across cities like <laughs> two hours on a train if you promise me the right kind of cake oh okay i will just wander after people if they're offering <laughs> cake. it's really quite bad so yes i celebrate mm -hmm. and it tends to be if i finish something big i wander off to have something delicious okay so that means that if I ever want you to come to North Carolina, I have to offer to take you to one of the two original Krispy Kreme donut stores. Well, if it's North Carolina, just barbecue is enough. I'll just follow. Oh, that's 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 easy. We got we got tons of that. All right. Um, <laughs> um, so on the opposite side of the corner, this coin, not corn. The opposite side of the corn is where Seanan <laughs> is. Um, Seanan McGuire, by the way, everybody who is always talking about luring people into the corn. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, on the other side of the coin, how do you deal with when you miss or failing or not hitting that goal? Um, I won't lie. Very often, very badly. Mm -hmm. And it'd be about half an hour of just self-loathing and hating myself and if i have access to a boxing gym i end up spending like two three hours trying to bruise myself into submission just go out and just work it just physically work it out of your system yes okay well i'll, I'll give you credit that's uh probably two and a half hours more than me <laughs> when you know, and uh, I was talking to Case, and she's like, you know, if it's if it's a big miss, sometimes it'll be three days, right? So everybody deals with it a little differently, and I like to ask that because I want I also want people to know that you're not alone if you end up brooding for an hour, three hours, two days, whatever you know, whatever it takes, because we all deal with it differently. Um, 
All right, so we, we've hit the end of the Magic Six Questions. Um, thank you, Cassandra. It's been wonderful talking to you, and I'll have links in the show notes to your Amazon page and to some, you know, into the games and things like that. And um, to the people at home, we'll be right back. We're back. I am so sorry you didn't get to hear uh, the basically the second half of that interview. It was so much fun to talk to Cassandra, and I hope to have her back because she's just a lot of fun. Follow her on Twitter and, and check out I'm, her microfiction. It's a I, delight. Yes, and that was the that's the thing that pains me. It was this great discussion about how she does the microfiction so quick and what her brain her mindset is around that and how she's able to do it and it's all gone and I was crying bitter bitter tears into my laptop earlier because well not directly on the laptop because yeah then yeah, it would have all been gone exactly um, our badge code for this week for those of you who are collecting the open badges we issue from the website is quiet song in reference to a song for quiet yes. her, her book in the persona non grata series which i'm hearing little rumors about there being more of those and more rupert wong coming at some point and i'm really excited about that she told me i did good body horror and that's <laughs> like i mean praise from caesar yeah oh man really if if you like crunchy lovecraftian creepy crawly things breathing that really shouldn't be horror read the two persona non grata books holy crap hammers on bone is just my favorite was the waitress yeah it but fucked up in the most delicious way really so anyway um we issue open badges like i said uh they are uh an open standard image with metadata to say that, you know, to, to have credit embedded in them as to what you did to earn the badge. And so if you enter a quiet song in the badge claim section of the website, you will get a badge for this episode saying, hey, you listened. Woo! Woo! You can support us on Patreon under Ursula V. You can buy me... We will rebrand at some point. <laughs> we will. You can buy me it's a coffee at Kofi slash k sunny you can listen to our other podcast you can share this one please you share can this tweet one tweet at us that you appreciate pictures of chickens yes honestly um, we, we like that we, we like that but yeah patreon.com slash ursula v co dash fi dot com slash k sunny um k sunny on k sunny and ursula v on the twitters and check out our other podcasts uh hidden almanac short fiction three times a week and Kevin and Ursula eat cheap where we swear and drink a lot more than we do for this one my mother is now trolling me about my books is she yeah I uh, she read the first book um, the the uh, the 
two books I have come out is uh, right. If Clockwork Boys came out, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Wonder Engine comes out at the end of the month, and she read the first one and told me it was great, and she couldn't look, she couldn't wait for the second one, which has sex scenes in it, and I was like <laughs> yeah. on Twitter going, my heart, I can't, what do I do? And so she just, I, she was like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm great. I'm, you know, uh, some gardening and I'm working. And she's like, have you finished writing the sex scenes yet? <laughs> and then I was just, mom, no. Oh. So, uh. You can also support us by buying Ursula's books, but that's neither here nor there. There are sex scenes in the Wonder Engine. They're all very tasteful. They're too tasteful. My editor yelled at me for how tasteful they were. Please check her Ursula's Twitter feed for some of the suggestions her editor gave her. We're not saying those on here. This one's PG-13 at the very least. The one was... Which one? Jedi slime trick! Come on! (sighs) Just, yeah, okay, fine. Fine, there's that one. That's the sort of quality that, that we get in our outside of this... So, um, yeah, I'm going to go edit this episode, folks. Are you going to cut that bit? No, I'm not going to cut that bit because, uh, well, we'll figure it out. It's just how it is, folks. We will talk to you next week. Have a good week and stay productive. Jedi.